Hello, Baker McKenzie welcomes you to Connect on Tech, a global podcast series covering legal developments on data, technology, privacy, and security that impact your business. Here's your host, Brian Hengisbaugh, Global Chair of Privacy and Security. We are so pleased today to have Francesca Gaudino, our lead on privacy out of our Milan office in, in Europe. Francesca, welcome to the program. Hi, Brian. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. So maybe just for context, I should say that we're recording this on Monday, uh, the 16th of March, and um, a, a tremendous amount is going on in Italy. It's a very challenging time. I think most of us think that it's probably just a few days away from uh, that type of situation here in the U.S. or other countries. But can maybe, Francesca, just so everybody can get a sense of it, can you just give a little sense of what's going on on the ground in Italy these days? Sure. Um Probably in Italy, we are somehow first in line in the fight against this coronavirus. And uh, we have already enacted tight measures. Uh, basically, we passed from shutdown to real lockdown as um, commercial activities are generally closed, except for food shops and pharmacies and a few other essential services. And... In terms of what we can do as individuals, we can only leave our homes in case of specific and serious needs. And we have to bring a sort of self-declaration where we explain the reason why we are going out. And personally, I have to say that it's the first time in my life that I am experiencing this sort of limitation of my personal freedom. And honestly, it's it's hard, uh, but we ha- we have to be resilient and disciplined because apparently that's the right and only way we can get over this. Got it. Thank you for that. Um, when you say self-declaration, do you mean you actually have to carry around some kind of piece of paper or do you just need to be ready to explain, I'm going to the doctor or I'm going to the grocery to get food? What What is a self-declaration? You, you you should have a piece of paper, but if you don't have it, the, usually the police, because there are uh, police over, all over the cities that uh, perform controls. If you don't have the piece of paper, then the police will provide it to you, and then they run uh, checks on uh, what is going on, I mean, who are out and why. And you can, uh, I mean, it's a criminal liability if you, uh, if you don't tell the truth. What a terribly difficult situation. Okay, well, you are. It goes without saying that you are. You are in our thoughts certainly at this really difficult time, and I really appreciate you taking the time. I thought we would go through. You know, we have this really good um, data privacy and security survey we've done around privacy issues, in particular with um, collecting data about employees and what some of the restrictions are that companies need to be worried about. At the same time, they're trying to protect their workforce. They they still have to. Um, think about the privacy and security restrictions that may be applicable to them. And I've heard, by the way, the survey for those listening is on connectontech.com and we're keeping it updated. I heard one of our clients say that it was by far the most valuable piece of free advice he's ever gotten from us. So I said, you know, we're trying to do our part and uh, and give people really good actionable uh, guidance because we know many people are dealing with it. But maybe just to start um, in Italy, can an employer lawfully conduct temperature checks of employees uh, and visitors at its premises? Yes, 
And I would say that if you ask me that question like four days ago, I would have said no. But the thing is, on March 2, a couple of weeks ago, the Italian Data Protection Authority, the Garante, provided um, guidelines and basically condemning any sort of do-it-yourself initiatives. And so saying that uh, initiatives like temperature checks, questionnaire, and any kind of uh, collection of data in relation to this um, COVID-19 should have been managed by competent authorities, not the employers. But um, two days ago, March 14th, we had a protocol signed by the Italian government, employers and work senior organizations to address the escalating sanitary emergency. So now um, temperature checks of employees as well as visitors are allowed. And the thing is, if the temperature is above the threshold of uh, 37.5 degrees Celsius, then you can deny access to the premises for that person. Um, the, yeah, there must be some um, security and organizational measures in place. You have to properly inform. You have to respect the dignity and the privacy of the person. So temperature check should not be performed in front of anyone. And uh, data may, of course, be processed only for the purpose of the coronavirus, cannot be disclosed or shared with third parties, except with authorities, and data may be retained only until the sanitary emergency lasts. Got it. Really important stuff you just went over. Let me make sure to unpack that a little bit. So um, in terms of how the temperature check is performed, you would have to have the employees stand away, not be having a long line of employees so they all hear what the temperature was of the person in front of them, some kind of separation when you perform the check. And then obviously security controls and, and limits on access to that information to those who have strictly have a need to know. And then um, is there, and then confidentiality is probably the most critical one, right? Because there could be a stigma attached with, oh, well, Jane Smith tested positive or, you know, had a temperature of 30, 39, and therefore she's got COVID-19 and then nobody ever wants to work with Jane again or something, even if it's, you know, not correct. Um, so d is that right? Those are some of the key, key things about the, the collection of the temperature? Yeah, you got the, the right point because here, um, let's say in addition to the traditional data protection issues in terms of data abuse or misuse, there's also this sort of like discrimination or stigma. Um, and so a useful, um, I mean, a useful suggestion would be that uh, the people who actually perform the temperature check sign confidentiality and non-disclosure agreement in order to make sure that the information is really kept confidential. And in any case, you can record only information about people who has temperature above that threshold, meaning that who's fine, you don't have to keep any information. Only uh, the, the, the people uh, who have the temperature above that threshold and so people who are not allowed to enter the premises, you can only uh, keep records of that people. Got it. Okay. And 
Do you need to give them a data protection notice when you're taking this temperature to explain, you know, what categories of data, purposes of use, et cetera? Or is that something you only give to people who test higher than uh, 37.5? Or what do you do from a notice perspective? From a notice perspective, you inform all of them. Basically, it um, the, the protocol says you can provide information also in oral form, even if probably having like signs or uh, information posted in, in the places where uh, temperature is checked would be like easier and also safer for the employers probably. Uh, and so, yeah, you have to to provide information and basically legal basis is to uh, to fight against this um, this coronavirus epidemic, basically. Yeah, that makes good sense. So it's not a consent. We're not looking for consent because that would, in theory, allow somebody to refuse and then that wouldn't meet the purpose. No. Right. Okay. Makes good sense. Um, just a couple other points I want to make sure to get from you. Can we also require employees and visitors to complete a, a declaration as to whether they have, you know, visited certain high-risk uh, jurisdictions or traveled to certain places? Is that something we can also do now that, that we may have been restricted from doing before? Uh, yeah, now we can we can do it. We can ask information about travel in high-risk zones as well as contact with uh, people who uh, might have been infected. And um, again, the thing is, uh, we cannot collect more information than what is strictly needed. Uh, basically, the, the questionnaire should be in the form of yes or no answer, meaning that, for example, if I ask if you traveled in high-risk zones and you say yes, I cannot ask what are those specific places? I just need information that you have been through high risk zone, and so I will not allow you to enter my premises. But I don't, I don't have to do the step further of asking what are the specific places where you have been, because it would be like too much information. Now, maybe one last question for you, which is what can an employer do if they find out that one of their employees has COVID-19? Is there anything they can do at that point? Actually, at, at that point, it's going to be a tough situation, definitely. And in that case, um, the person itself, uh, it should inform the HR department and so the employer. The person should be isolated and then the um, health authorities should be contacted in order to get further instructions. The main question usually in those circumstances is whether the identity of the employee can be shared or not. And generally speaking, the answer is no. The, um, the identity may be shared only with the authorities, but otherwise, as we said at the beginning here, we have data protection risk. We have like social um, concerns in terms of stigma and discrimination. So the identity of the employee should really be kept confidential uh, as reasonably possible. Yeah, perfect. I can completely see that because you might have a stigma attached to somebody, maybe even incorrectly so, if if um, if indeed they're they're later not contagious or even determined not to actually have COVID-19, but just some kind of flu. Um, so I can see the the real importance from a practical standpoint that you're 
you're not revealing their identity. Well, Francesca Gaudino, thank you so much. Our, our uh, privacy partner extraordinaire in Milan, th- thank you so much for being with us today. And we look forward to catching up with you soon. My pleasure. Bye. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for our next podcast when we connect on tech. For more information on data and technology, subscribe to our blog at connectontech.com or visit our website at bakermackenzie.com.